FisherCast, a six feet under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers, Moira and Des. Hi. Hi. We're back for episode number two. Woohoo! Woohoo! We made it. Yay! And by the reaction Much- for the first episode, I mean, gosh, people <laughs> love us. <laughs> it's, overwhelming. it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. <laughs> I got about a thousand new Twitter followers. Wow. <laughs> you too? Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and about, about a, uh, it's a good like 10,000, I think, that are subscribed now. It's, it's amazing <laughs> how many people want to go through Six Feet Under yet again or for the first time. So, welcome to all of you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I know. We love you, too. <laughs> we love you, too. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start with uh, our Darwin Award for the week. Uh, this comes from Texas uh, in 1998. If you fly over Houston, you'll see the sky blue rectangles of countless backyard swimming pools. A Houston man joined the club and purchased his own above ground pool on the 21st of June, 1998. He selected the location and the pool was installed by an independent contractor a few days later. He rated all aspects of the installation as excellent. A few weeks later, the pool owner was swimming with his friends and enjoying an alcoholic 4th of July haze in the humid Houston heat. In an unprecedented show of bravado, the man decided to climb onto his patio roof and dive into his pool. (laughs) The man was six feet tall. His pool, typical for above ground, was four feet deep. So when his head hit the bottom, his legs were sticking two feet out of the water. (laughs) The dive, of course, broke his neck. He and his family sued on the grounds of faulty installation in an inappropriate location. The same installation the man had rated as excellent in the location he himself had selected. <sighs> the lawsuit was changed to a wrongful death claim when the pool owner passed away in December. So he broke his neck, but, you know, he's, he was conscious for a few months. But oh. thank you for leaving the gene pool, sir. Um Oh, dumb. <laughs> do do you know that in our in our backyard pool we have a diving rock and not a diving board for that very reason? Oh, interesting. It's true because in diving board you can get too much height and you can hit the sloping part of the pool. You know where it goes from the deep to the shallow end. Oh, right. And seriously, tall people break their neck. Mm. I, I love know, that. So. I love that the Darwin Award is always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> appropriate to the show exactly exactly <laughs> i think that robin he's no dummy no he's not clearly <laughs> i do blush a lot though uh oh, man. so let's get to our open casket viewing okay so episode two season one of six feet under the will nate who has no interest in the family business now owns half of it much to the chagrin of his brother david who has devoted his life to it Claire finds herself financially cornered by her father's last wishes. Croner Service Corps, a national funeral concern, is applying pressure on the family to sell or be put out of business. The Fisher family finds itself shortchanged by the expensive funeral of a swindler and may have to break the law to balance the books. Nate is surprised to find his name tattooed on Brenda's backside <laughs> <laughs> and these are very spoilerific uh episode uh recaps they're almost like episode recaps in this on the mm-hmm. dvd so yeah. if you're watching yeah. for the first time make sure to don't don't watch the anything on the dvd menu just go immediately to the episode and hit play episode and try not to i mean even even the uh stuff on the uh they, they show scenes from all the episodes on the disc in the uh in the dvd in the menu. main menu yeah, yeah. So, I don't look at them. Good. 
<laughs> I don't. I go right past that. <laughs> and Dez's uncle nefarious makes sure that she doesn't see those either, right? <laughs> yes, right. Uncle nefarious, he's thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we our our body this week is uh, Chandler James Swanson. He was a pyramid scheme guy, and uh, yes, he also injured himself. Uh, well. <laughs> terribly uh, because he died uh, by diving into his pool. So, uh, yeah, that, that's our body this week. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, let's just get into it. What would you guys think? Des? Yeah. There's a silence. <laughs> I was going to let Moira go first. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, uh, I, well, I liked it. I, li- I liked the opening sequence. Until you told me last time that we would have a death of the week – I uh, until I saw this one, I don't think I even clued in that this was going to be, you know, the the formulaic structure yeah. of the show. But I'm I'm glad to know that. Okay, I get it. I'm on board now. I'm a little slow, but I get it. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I like I love that. It's like this introductory sequence. And you're like, oh, oh, you know, the tragedy's going to come. And as soon as he took that running jump toward the pool, I thought, oh shit, buddy, you're <laughs> so history. You are so gone. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, yeah, this was, you know, overall, this is good. There's all kinds of stuff we get to talk about. But yeah, I, cool. this is good. I liked it. How about you, Des? I liked it, too. Um, I I had a feeling when we started out with these people that, uh, you know, that he was going to die. The guy was going to die. <laughs> right, right. But I was not smart enough to realize he was going to dive into the pool and break his neck. You know, I thought he was going to, like, have a heart attack or something. something. Yeah. I'm dumb, but <laughs> but um, yeah, I I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, uh, I don't uh, don't know what I'm trying to say. It was a good episode. <laughs> well, I like the way it's a natural progression, right? Like the next step. Okay, we've buried him. He's in the ground. Okay, now we get to find out what he did with the money, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that would be the next thing. Yeah. So no, I like the way it's following the natural course of things. Yeah. You know, Nate Senior. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. it's funny. I speaking of the opening, I think when I first saw it, I thought maybe you know, since like it was just like all these like really rich guys talking about this great thing <laughs> that they were doing, I thought, oh, here we go with another commercial, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know what's funny? I thought right away, oh, it's a friggin' pyramid scheme, you morons! Yeah. Don't be buying into this, <laughs> like you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dumb. <laughs> so um, after that, we have uh, our our buddy David uh, making out with uh, Keith in his bed, and then we see Nate Senior yeah. sitting on the side. I love this scene. This just cracked me up. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's like you know your worst your worst nightmare or whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, I, and and what we learn from that scene is that the sleepover bit that's not typical, right? This was like because Keith said, "Oh, you know, thanks for staying over." I thought, "Oh, okay." So they're not quite yes. that couple yet, right? Well, no. Um, it, uh, I believe uh, they've only been together for a little while. But the other thing is, you know, David is so closeted that yes. you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want it's to take difficult. too many risks right on right. yeah 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 and, right. and and he lives with he lives with mom, mom and everything yeah. doesn't he yeah. right he lives at home yeah. so it's it's very noticeable when he's gone for the night yeah, there's, Absent, well yeah. there's a guest apartment uh across the driveway from the actual house there's okay. like another building Oh. Um, or maybe it's the maybe it's an en- another entry. No, I think there's another house there. Um, I'm trying to think of the geography of the whole place, but um, and we, we get a bit bit more into uh, David, you know, being so closeted. Um, 
Keith <laughs> mentions Sorry, that there's this uh, whole gay policeman fireman's <laughs> ball that he wants him to go with. And David said, like, sure, sure. But, you know, maybe, you know, come give me a call. I might, there might be something that comes up or whatever. You know, so. what, what he, he cites the nature. It's the nature of my job, yeah, or something like yeah. that, doesn't he say? Yeah. yeah, like you know how it is. But I don't. You love it when uh, when he comes home the next day, and this absolutely just slayed me. This made me laugh out loud. He comes back, and Nate, of course, is all over him. Hey, aren't those the same clothes you were in last night? And then you know he gives some lame answer, and I just just about peed myself when he starts doing the. Um, I sense you're not being completely yourself, Dave. Like he's doing the 2001 <laughs> yes, computer Dave. thing. And I just said, oh, I love this. I love this. This is great. You know? And then it's obviously been a family joke for years, and Dave really doesn't like it. Oh, that's <laughs> great. You're doing great. the voice of that computer from that movie. So I just funny. love it. I love that's it. the thing about families they know yes. how to get under your skin completely my, my, completely my brother and i same oh. way you know yeah. he knows how to push my buttons mm-hmm. it drive me crazy but another yeah. another little gem is the fact that you notice that claire can't do his defense like you know leave, yes. leave him the hell alone you know i love that, that. I mean, yeah we say it together i love the way she defended yes. him. protected yes. it was very protective it was sweet and and then yeah. you know you notice then you go back they, they the camera goes back on to david and he's kind of looking at her like why is she jumping to my defense mm-hmm. so, hmm. right right so that's kind of left hanging a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah it is. And you know before that there's a scene with um uh, Deborah and Nate, and she's Brenda. doing shiatsu on. Oh, Brenda, sorry, Brenda and Nate, and and uh, my first thought was, oh, she really practices shiatsu. Like that wasn't just a line nope. when she was trying to get laid. I, I, I actually, I see with her, it's like I don't believe anything that comes out of her mouth, really. Oh, and plus, oh, I forgot yes. to say this: the pilot. You know, in this, oh, is it this scene or the other one? I think it's in the pilot when um, uh, she's in her kitchen or whatever, and she's eating olives, <laughs> and then this really sad sack guy comes by and he's mm-hmm. looking for the olives and she goes oh honey they're here and i thought honey i thought that was her brother or something because really? she's home with her, visiting her family she well, was except, telling him see, about her family okay but i'm so suspicious of this chick that then i'm not even clear she's really visiting her family you know what i, I mean was, i just don't know if i believe yeah. anything yet about her i was not suspicious of her until halfway through the episode and then I, it was okay i just thought she was just a very kind of strange girl you know but <laughs> now i'm worried she's just very very strange girl you know yeah. what, so what was that tattoo that was so suspicious oh i did gosh. not believe her for a second Me either i thought you're so full of shit oh my god are you like a yes. girl? do you really have a nathaniel come on how common a name is nathaniel? <laughs> really? so you so you think that tat- she got that tattoo for nate well, I, I, that's a suspicion. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You know, this is why doobies and everyone who's listening can laugh at us if we're wrong. But it's, <laughs> you get that sense. You thought, oh, my God, maybe she's a little psycho. I don't know. Yes. I don't yes. Know. She's kind it, of- it made me look at her and everything uh, she's done so far in a different light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is so, the part where I get to be quiet. Okay. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, and there's a part, uh, again, that opening sequence. What did she say to him? i got to find it. Something about... Uh, uh, we carry our wounds with us until they finally kill us. Yeah. I'm like, man, holy deep conversation, Batman. Yeah. What? 
you, you know? noticed his reaction to that too. We were talking last week about him being the runner. He just kind of like, that's it. I'm done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And every time they're together, man, she's analyzing him. It's like, mm-hmm. um, he said something later in the episode, he said something. Oh, it's when they have their first real date or something. Yeah. And he says, uh, you know, I'm somebody new and different with you. And yeah. she's, again, she's just all over that trying to figure him yeah. out. I don't know. I just, I don't quite get, I mean, it's neat the way she's so intrigued with him, but I, I want to know more about her, I guess is what I'm saying. I want to know where yes. she comes from, that she's so drawn to this guy that she just met on a plane. It's just fascinating. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and it's that. good that she's drawing him out and, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's uh, a little more committed and, and everything. It seems like a good, good thing for him. But now I'm worried that maybe she's not what she appears and it's going to be bad in the end. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to know. They could really go either way. Or maybe, hey, God love her, maybe she really had a Nathaniel in her past. And when yeah. she says that line about... I would have done much more for him. I thought, oh, you're creeping me out again. Like, what yes. does that mean? Very, you're going to sacrifice a cat? Like, oh, man. I thought, geez, does she have like That's- the goth devil side? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> She started to feel stalkery, you know. Yeah, a little, a little. That was a little creepy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just because, uh, you know, we're women, we see that, you know. And <laughs> it's is totally dead. And guys are so blind. Really? Oh, did she like me? I didn't notice. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's let's go to the actual will reading. Um, mm-hmm. Ruth gets all the cash, all the stocks and bonds, uh, everything. Um, the business goes 50, 50 to hmm. Nate and David and, uh, Claire gets a trust fund for college. <laughs> Blackmail beyond the grave. Or, or she'll get the money when she's 25. I love it. That's Poor so Claire. Funny. Yeah. She's like, what? What is he doing to me? Uh, at that point, I'm, I'm really warming up to Claire. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it, babe. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like it's, a. Uh, a terrible thing because you know college is so important but you know if it's just money for college once that's gone she has nothing the two brothers have this business Mm -hmm. they have this business that it's something that they can have you know for the rest of their lives she's left with just a college degree out of the whole thing which Mm -hmm. is kind of you know messed up a little yeah she should have got something else too, you or know maybe, what I mean? Like a share in it or something, or some yes. or, so, or some kind of investment, maybe something that would make her money for the future. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Something that would last her longer than just this college degree. I mean, yeah, college is important. I understand, you know, that he would mm-hmm. want her to go, but you know, after that, it's done. She has nothing. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? May I make make a note here that uh, Des? I'm glad you did call in from the aviary. Um, (laughs) it's okay. It's, 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 it's a nice sound. It's not like your (laughs) truck's going by. Uh, uh, no, uh, I, I, you get the sense that, um, Nate senior, like had, he he didn't just kind of like do this, like, all right, blah, 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 blah. Give this person to get this, this person to get that. He had an idea in mind. You know, obviously he wants his daughter, he wants the best for his daughter. He wants her to go to college. He doesn't want her to screw up her life that way. Um, But especially with Nate and David, the 50-50 thing. Mm -hmm. Well, part of it, as it comes out later, that he he knew that David was gay, which surprised me because I I didn't think he did. So this idea that, well, you know, this guy's not going to give us any... any, uh, 
grandchildren potentially. Yep. So we're going to make sure it goes to both of them. So you know, we split up the uh, the family business, or we keep the family business in the family. I was actually quite surprised by that because I didn't think that anybody in the family had figured out David's secret. Right. Well, so it, there you it's, go. It's funny. Um, you know, you just think that you just find out this little piece of him like he was more attentive than mm-hmm. he seemed to be you know yeah yeah like, exactly. like to a lot of them he seemed to be just the dad that kind of like locked himself down in the basement and did his work and you know and snuck the occasional cigarette and that was probably the 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 height of his uh of his wrongdoing or whatever it is is misbehaving or whatever and besides that it was all about you know working on the bed, dead bodies and talking to people that came in um, but there's, there's more to him. He's, he definitely, I think he definitely loved his kids and had, had almost like a plan for them. Mm-hmm. You know, his thoughts, mm-hmm. thought things out at least in that. Yeah. And, and Ruth says that, right? She articulates that he was a good man. He loved his family. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever she says when they're walking away from the well reigning, she's quite adamant about that. And I thought, yeah, whether you like it or not, he thought he knew what was best. Right. right. So. It, it makes me sad that she didn't get a part of the business. I think that kind of hurt her. Who, Ruth? You know, Claire? Yes. Ruth. 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 Really? She made a comment about that, about how, you know, yeah. he left it to them and, and, and not her. But, but it's, thought... It was Fisher and Sons. She made yeah. a point, Fisher and Sons, you know. And it seemed to me like maybe that just kind of was but, a thorn, you know. But I thought because she um... – Makes the point of saying, hey, you know, I'm not going to answer the phones anymore. You know when she has a scene with Nate where she's saying right. things are going to change or whatever. Um, I thought, oh, maybe in a way her husband understood she was so tied to this business because of him. Like they couldn't travel because of him. They couldn't. Right. You know, she couldn't go hiking and do her camping because of him. Um, so I thought in, in a way maybe it was more that he knew that. And he was giving her his gift was to say, you don't have this responsibility anymore. Here's your money. Right. Here's your financial security. But your gift is your freedom. Right. And and maybe he was. Maybe he was very yeah. astute. And she just, just to me, it seemed yeah. like it was kind of, she felt a little um, hurt by that. And, yeah. you know, maybe she just didn't, you know, she just felt like, well, he didn't think of me, but then she realized that she does have this freedom now. Yeah. And, and she does mention in her scene with uh, Hiram played by Ed, Ed, Ed Begley Jr. That she got married when she was 19, you know, so yes. this has been in her entire life. Yes. And she probably never really worked a day in her life except Mm-hmm. At that funeral home, mm-hmm. you know, never worked outside the house, never did anything but raise those kids, take care of that husband and, you know, f- do stuff with the funeral home. So it was never about her own dreams, really. It was never right. about figuring out what she wanted and fulfilling them, right? Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, and then we you know that scene with Ed Begley when, when she kind of walks away from him in the forest yes. there? I'm mm-hmm. like, I said, goodbye, question mark, question mark. That's it. It's done. I'm like, what? <laughs> Was she saying goodbye for good, or did she just mean goodbye right now? I'm sorting myself. I really didn't get it. She said she wants a change in her life. Yeah, Um, I thought it was for good. I think. I think uh, she might have been thinking a change, like for everything, not just like, oh, my husband's dead, so I can be with Hiram now. Mm -hmm. Right. I think. Okay. Okay. I'm just a little disappointed because I like Ed Begley. uh, (laughs) She feels. She feels a bit of a. I mean, she's. She feels quite a bit of guilt now, especially now that she knows that. 
you know, if if her husband is a ghost or whatever, or looking down from heaven, he knows everything. You know, mm-hmm. right. and that 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 kind of got got to her, especially in the last episode. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is a kind of a she's almost doing this for um, Nathaniel. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about Gabriel Dimas? <laughs> and his foot fetish reminds me of oh someone God. I know. Oh, I, I just was thinking, holy crap! Claire's only what sixteen, seventeen years old, and she's already getting into the fetish life. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's like, man, that's a bit overwhelming. Yeah, that was that was so funny. I and just the, oh, and the look on his face—you know, when when the camera kind of turns, you don't really yes. see what she's doing to the toe, but you don't need to see. You know, know. And, and the look on his face of absolute—you know ecstasy i thought oh my god you're making my toe hard <laughs> oh so one of the creepiest so lines hard. ever ever yes. ever i was oh, oh, yeah i just that was good. <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I i i like claire though i like her mm-hmm. i liked her even more this episode because um we it kind of showed that she's you know even though she is asserting some individuality. She's still insecure and, you know, doesn't quite know who she is. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, I thought it showed a, um, sort of a sweeter side of her. Like you got a bit more yeah. of a sense that she's not so sure of herself, that it's a lot of bravado, you know? Yeah, I liked yeah. her a lot. I liked her a lot more in this episode. I, I, I loved, um, you know, even though it's with this weird guy, Gabriel Diaz, who likes his toe getting sucked, just the just the happiness that she has when she's getting out of her car at school and walking to him. And you can yes. see she's so, she's so in love she's right now. So, she looked more confident yeah. Um, yeah. in the way she walked and the smile on her face. And, and it's sad that, you know, as a teenage girl... Uh, that a man is one of the, you know a guy is one of the few things that can actually bring that confidence out in you. <sighs> hey, it goes both ways. I mean, I, I I always felt more confident when I had a girlfriend. So yeah. Um. Okay. So let's see what else. Oh, I had another thought. You know, okay, the funeral buyout guy, whatever his name is. Matthew Gillardi. Kroners. Okay, does he sleep in the graveyard? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I'm so glad like, you guys picked that up. It's what like, oh jerk. my god! What like he's just hovering around the, the tombstone, just <laughs> waiting for a fisher to show up yeah. so he can pounce on them. Like, I really thought, oh my god, what's the deal? He's so slimy. Oh, no, completely. And he he tailored his pitch to each person, mm-hmm. like you know, in a in a way that mm-hmm. it seemed would affect them the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that was he. He's pretty manipulative, it seems to me. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I like the way Ruth. Stop. Well, I like the way Ruth stood up to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have two sons, and I thought, yeah, you go, Ruth. Yeah, <laughs> but you can also see, like, that's why you see him meeting up with Nate, and you know, for or, wait, does he meet up with Nate first? Mm. Uh, no, no, no he met up with first, David in the pilot, right? And then it's then I think it's Ruth, isn't it? Yeah. And then yes. then, then Nate. Yeah. yeah, because you could see like the glow in his eyes, like, oh, there's another in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like a little demon, yeah. isn't he? He's, oh, I, yeah. he is. He's a demon in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. <laughs> Where's Buffy? <laughs> and we have our first vampire appearance. Yeah. In show. Stake up. Stake up. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see, what else is there? Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer, yes. The ex fiance. <gasps> Who they're still so proud of that they still have yeah. pictures of her and David. When she was there, um, you know, at the house with, with Ruth and everything, I, I thought maybe she did not know that David was gay. But then they went out to dinner and and she uh obviously obviously knew. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we have we have Keith finding out that he went out with the ex fiance <laughs> and David yes. gets totally busted in his life. Oh, yes. Yeah, I felt I felt sorry for David. I thought, oh, David, you totally handled that wrong. Man, if you just told him the truth when you came to the door drunk, if you just yes. told him where you'd been, you would have been okay. Yeah. You would have had, you know, like comfort sex. But no, <laughs> you had to go and lie. <laughs> so- he's, he's he's very lost. Aww. I I feel bad for David. I yeah. mean, he's. He's just not, you know, I don't know if you, you know, ready to go towards the end of the episode, Mm but I, the scene on the bus when Brenda, um, that's your name, right, Brenda? Yep. Yeah. Um, When she, when she took them on the bus and she said, you know, this is the bus. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to cry on this podcast. (laughs) I don't cry. (laughs) Cylon. We have established this already. She's a Cylon. That is right. I have a heart of stone. When she said this is the bus, I didn't get it at first. I honestly didn't. I I did. And then then David is the one who, he finally broke down. All that control, all that keeping things inside, I just. I loved that scene that he was finally able to break down and, yes. and just let it all go. It, I think it was great. He's been trying to keep control this whole time mm-hmm. and he needed that. I think, I think so too. I think the whole episode was like, uh, uh, it was kind of his journey. You got the sense of yes. where are you from, you know, you'd mm-hmm. have this, this engagement to this girl, you were trying to live that life. You couldn't do it. You have to try to be true to yourself. You know, all of that is implied. It's all implicit here. And you just, again, you feel like, like I said the last time, he was like a little kettle that had to boil over <laughs> and he finally does. And it was so sweet. And that's when I thought to myself about, um, Brenda, I thought, yes. oh, you know, she really does get it. She does have this insight into these Fisher boys. Um, right. Hopefully she doesn't try to be creepy girl. Hopefully she's fine because yes. Yes. She, just, she did a really good thing there, right? Yes. Yeah. So well, at, first, at first when she brought them on the bus, I was, I, I was like, Nate, I was like, well, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Why would you do that? That's just so mean. But mm. it was something I think that really needed to happen. He really needed to confront, confront his feelings and, you know, actually grieve for his father. Yeah, it made it real for him. He couldn't. He couldn't keep you know, immersing himself in work anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because it seems that, I mean, Brenda, from the beginning of this, she's talking about the wounds that we carry with us. And I think she, this was her way of trying to heal Nate. But we also get this scene before the bus scene where Nate and David are visiting, you know, checking out the hearse. That's totally total. And Nate's kind of freaked out yeah. because there's blood in the steering wheel. But David mm-hmm. is still locked up tight and yes. he's like you know i don't i forget what he said but um but you know in a way brenda ends up helping david without even planning on it you know i think it no, was just she, made no, on her... she does i think she was planning because she said no your brother needs to come too 
Yeah. Oh yeah. no, I think I think she got that that he's the yeah. uptight. Yeah, I do. I, I, I give her that so credit. Too. I think she knew. Yeah. Okay. It was very very cool. I just didn't um, see too much what, interaction and, between David and Brenda in the past. So you know, but she sort of seems to just lurk everywhere and know everything. I don't know. <laughs> so much. She just knows. She works for Kroner. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. She's you know, I, I saw that in this episode. Oh, yeah. I had I just had a a feeling like well what if she works for that guy and she's getting close to them yeah. just to you know get them to sell the the place okay uh, now this is sounding like a lost episode okay yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just a thing that popped into my head I mean there's no, yeah. no kind of proof other than the fact that she's just so you know Did you guys see kind the numbers of, on the top of the bus. The what? The numbers on the top of the book. I did, but I didn't write them down. I'm just kidding. No. We were talking about I, I, I did. I actually looked at them. This is how lost crazy no. I am. I, I looked at them and I went, oh, no, they're not the right numbers. <laughs> I did. Oh, giant geek loser. <laughs> um, the other thing I liked was the, uh, it, it was sort of comical, was when Nate kept trying to help with this funeral for the yes. uh, pyramid. Right, and he just kept screwing up at every step of the way and pissing David off, you know. And I thought it's just classic, right? You know what you just did? That's a nine thousand dollar casket, and it's like you have a markup of six thousand dollars on a casket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up. Yep. Oh, they gotta that make was their money. crazy. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, yeah, when they when when he said you know how much the casket was, I was like, "What? That is absolutely ridiculous! That is stupid funeral homes." Well, yeah, you see, David, David, kind of, you know, he kind of he kind of goes, he sees he sees money, and he goes at her like kind of like a shark, you know, in the beginning. He's like, "Well, you know, what kind of car did your husband drive?" He's like, "I think your husband would like this as much like you know like his BMW or whatever." Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. I don't know. And you see a little kind of smirk almost, you know. He's got his patter down pat. Like he knows his job, right? He knows it. And watching Nate with whoever the slimy dude was that ends up buying the discount casket. (laughs) Like that that scene was so funny. Sold. It's like, okay, walk away. And he's like, okay, guys, just a word of advice. Don't oversell. Okay, don't overclose. That was it. Don't overclose. Yeah, it kills word of mouth. Oh, man. I know. That's just priceless. And, you know, Um, now that I think another uh, another thing probably, uh, you know, the father gave them both the funeral home is they have different strengths. I think that Nate should be more dealing with the people and, and, you know, that kind of thing, because he he he's much more sensitive and and more uh, empathetic. And then David should deal with the more technical aspects of the business the yeah. you know the money and and making sure everything's perfect and things like that they both have those strengths that would really complement each other in the business absolutely Hopefully they'll realize that yeah i know nate nate's the go-to guy for a hug absolutely right yes, yes. <laughs> his mom in the episode one the widow in this episode mm-hmm. you know it's all it's all good I yeah. want to hug him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that off air. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up our open casket viewing. Uh, do we want to talk about our Fisher of the Week? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. I, I, you know what? For me, it was David. Okay. It was absolutely David this week. Because he gets to finally open up and, and you know, face his grief. And he just seems so much more human and so much less like a little automaton and i i really liked watching that happen watching him open up like a flower <laughs> it was good um 
uh, we're gonna all end up agreeing again aren't we (laughs) no we're not it was a hard decision but i i think i'm gonna pick claire this week i really like how she um you know she jumped to david's defense about you know uh when he slept over at, at uh, his boyfriend's house, I, I like the show of vulnerability, uh, you know, her insecurities and how, um, you know, even that little, that little show of confidence when, you know, Gabriel is, is into her. I, I really like that. I like seeing more of her. I like her character. I hope we get, you know, a little more uh, coming up. All right. Oh, the heck with it. I'm going to pick a different one, too. I'm going to pick Nate again uh, from last week. <laughs> I'm curious over again. Um, just for the fact that, you know, he's starting to get a knack for this. He's starting to uh, – he doesn't want to – he doesn't want it, but he, he's getting a knack for it. And um, and the way he um, uh, takes care of uh, Mrs. Mrs. Swanson um, was, was very admirable, as well as the fact that he – totally ends up like screwing his his uh the business for like thousands of dollars and then figures a way out of it uh it was really kind of fun and i i you know you kind of want to cheer for me yeah. you know so um oh and of course you know remember how about how about that scene where um mrs swanson is like the only one there grieving and he's sitting there with her and then all of a sudden some dude comes in he's like your husband owes me all mm-hmm. how inappropriate is that mm-hmm. he runs him off Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, he is good with the mm-hmm. people. He is. All right. Well, we have no listener eulogies this week. Um, we're, a, we're a fairly new podcast, so uh, we're looking to hear from you. Um, so let's move on to the last rights. Um, <laughs> our last rights are our last thoughts on the episode and ratings. So who wants to start? Well, I went first last time, Des, so you go first this time. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, I enjoyed the episode. I think uh, I thought it was very good. Uh, I'm going to rate it. I'm going to go ahead and rate it an eight out of ten corpse erections. Which uh, we didn't talk about. Stole, you stole my. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, fine. Angel lust. You stole my angel lust. Angel lust. Well, you can use that. It's sorry. <laughs> right. I'll think of something else. <laughs> okay um i really enjoyed it too i i'm so only willing to give it a seven out of ten partly because i figure i can't give these extraordinarily high ratings mm-hmm. yet to every episode because i you know i don't quite have a sense how much more quirky and funky they're going to get so i'm just going to hold off a little bit for now but seven out of ten posthumous college blackmails <laughs> <laughs> nice um <laughs> Um, and I will, uh, I'll give it an eight out of 10 introverted, sadistic mind fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and no one, no one went with the, the hard toes. <laughs> you know, I almost went with the saliva encrusted toe, but I thought, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> maybe you not, not really my thing. Too easy, too easy. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I guess, uh, that brings us to a close here so um i'm waiting for des you're up (laughs) (laughs) okay uh you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com leave a voicemail at one five four one two embalm 
Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com only because someone stole Fishercast and we had to put the one on it. But anyway, or send us an email if you would like to uh, be a guest for one of our upcoming episodes because that would be way fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we have a lot of uh, guest appearances already booked by just one person. So uh, we're looking forward <laughs> just to that. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Moira, where can we find you on the web? Other than here, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter uh, at Moira Brown, and I'll spell it because I realized last time no one knows how to spell my name. So it's M-O-I-R-A-B-R-O-W-N-E. Okay. And uh, Des? Um, you can find me here and on Twitter. Um, I'm Sita Catherine. Uh, I'm also on What's On with Steph and Des, which is a TV podcast, and I'm also on nonsense cast which is an explicit dirty podcast <laughs> we're so shocked by that <laughs> okay you can find me on twitter robin mj and uh you can find me also on other podcasts i do movie snobbery at moviesnobbery.com and uh media junkyard at media junkyard.com yeah. and guest starring on every other podcast in the world yeah. pretty much pretty I'm much i'm a fan <laughs> of podcasting i can't help it um <laughs> that's it for fisher cast this week Next week, your homework is The Foot. Ooh, I don't like the sound of that. I know. I'm already picturing your severed foot. <laughs> I hate amputations. It's a I had to do one once. Anyway. As for the will, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. As she ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Bye, everybody. There we go. Yay. 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>